0: Appreciate you stopping by. Thanks a lot for being here. Really glad to have Andy Biggs back. He's a U.S. representative. Arizona Five is the district. Member of the House Judiciary and Oversight, our reform committees, chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, co-chair of the Border Security Cau- Caucus, co-chair of the War Powers Caucus. We gave you guys the house back, Andy, and you become the chair, the co-chair, the guy on just about everything. I love how involved you are. First of all, you've got no time, so let's just get right into the, into the meat of it. What's the most important thing for Andy Biggs right now in the House? Well for me it's it's working on border issues. Joe
1: it, it, we have lost our geographical integrity and that is the first thing that happens in a devolution of a nation. Second thing is is you is you lose your currency and your economy. And so we're fighting on the debt ceiling right now. So those two things are occupying the the vast majority of my time is is fighting to fix the border, uh, make sure we we have geographical integrity back and also Fighting to keep us from blowing up our uh, our debt ceiling to uh, thirty six trillion dollars, thirty five trillion dollars, which yeah. is what some of these people are talking about.
0: The Senate really handcuffed you guys, Andy. They they passed it. They didn't stop this bill that they could have stopped the the budget bill, the omnibus. Yeah. They they handcuffed you guys. Now Nancy Pelosi got to decide the budget until September. Can you pick and choose? Can you start getting rid of some funding here and there? Or Are you locked into that to that omnibus? We can go through and try to claw back some of
1: that spending like, like we did already with the IRS bill to take back that $80 billion of spending for IRS agents. We can go back in and, and also take, try to take back some of the COVID relief money that's just laying out there. There's a lot of money that we need to claw back. That's the first step to do, to do this. The second thing is to go through and start, uh, uh, reducing. It. So we can do that, uh, as part of, and the condition of a debt ceiling. That's yeah. what they're going to try to leverage.
0: Will we ever get to a point to where we stop raising the debt ceiling in this country? Where we're already four trillion dollars that the government gets. That's not enough. We've got to keep raising it. Is there something you can do to ensure the costs or the, the, the spending is cut so that the debt ceiling can start actually going down and not up?
1: That's what I'm working on with a, a good group of people. And there's I think the vast majority of Republicans here are trying to get there. We have some that don't want to get there, but we have a good group of people that are trying to work with it. And I'm working with senators right now and uh, a select group of, of uh, House members, and we're trying to put together some items. I'm talking with the budget chairman. I'm talking with the Ways and Means chairman here. Uh, we're trying to push that. And if we can, then you you can actually start turning this thing around so that in about 10 years, we hoped to have reduced uh, the, the national debt somewhat and get that debt-to-GDP ratio so where the debt's maybe 70% of what GDP is, so that way you can start turning this whole thing around and you'll be in a balanced budget situation and start reducing that national debt uh, going forward. Yeah, there's ways to do it.
0: District 5, Republican, the great state of Arizona, it's Andy Biggs. When it comes to the border, what can you do? You don't have the Senate. The President says, and he whispers it, I will veto. It's kind of gross how he says it. He's going to veto anything that comes to his desk. What can you specifically do from the House alone to secure the border? Anything?
1: Yeah. So the first thing is we have to make sure that that funding is going where it's going, where it's supposed to go. So like if there's money that's supposed to be going to fencing. There's money that's supposed to be going to CBP. We need to redirect that. So it's not going to be going to um, facilitate and bringing people in faster. Instead, it's going to be used to try to dissuade people from coming in. And so we can we can work on that. I don't have a lot of hope on that. Uh, but we if we don't Leverage everything we can on every one of these bills, whether it's debt ceiling, farm bill, whatever. Then we're going to have another five million people who are illegally in the country, uh, maybe more, because this in, this um, this administration continues to in, continues to incentivize. So they're providing things like an app for people who want to come into the country illegally. That's crazy. They can pre-register on with an app. Yeah, and um, they're doing parole that's illegal. So that's why one one reason to to impeach Myorka is one more reason to impeach for so. That's where it is. It has to come from oversight and the push that way.
0: It's uh, Andy Biggs. I know you got to go. I just got a couple of quick ones here. Direct TV took down Newsmax. Your thoughts on that?
1: that that's uh, – we, we, in fact, as soon as I'm done here and we're voting, I'll be talking about that because that, to me, uh, it's coming – Biden said he wanted to to do stuff like that. He had Democrats who wrote to these companies asking to do it. When you get big government married to big tech and big, go- and big business, that's how you get uh, – uh, authoritarian government, and that's what we have in this country today that we're trying to fight against.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous. One, one last thing. The first thing that Kevin McCarthy put on the table was eighty-seven thousand IRS agents won't be hired. They're going to try to defund that. You guys will try to defund that in the House. Will it even pass the House? And can you get a, a, can you pick off a cinema and a, a mansion in the Senate to possibly get it to Biden?
1: Yeah, we've already passed that out of the House. It's going to the Senate, and um, we hope to we hope to pick them off, especially with relationship to the debt ceiling. That's where you have to. That's I mean, that's eighty billion dollars. That's one full month of structural deficit that you could kick the can down just a little bit further um, because you would have taken that back. And we've got to do other things like that as well, Joe.
0: Is there a firm enough standing that you guys in the House will say we're not going to do it unless you get rid of the eighty-seven thousand? We're not raising the debt ceiling. We'll close the government. Will you do that? Uh, I'm 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 slightly hopeful. I'm slightly <laughs> hopeful because I think
1: you know. there's a good group that want to do it, but, but we never know where the the edge is going to be. We never know
0: where that edge is going to be. We'll have a longer talk next time. I always appreciate you making time. District five Republican, the great state of Arizona, Andy Biggs. Andy, thank you. Thanks, Joe. Take care, man. All right, brother. Talk soon. We appreciate him coming on. You know, he stepped out of the house of representatives where he was voting. He went into the hallway, did the hit with us, went back into the house and, uh, and Andy Biggs seemed serious and he was serious when it came to the, to the fight for speaker, we know he's got the backbone, and now he's on all these committees, and now he's investigating the 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 spending. I mean, there there's stuff we're just, we're spending money on stuff we should not be spending. But when I asked him, "Is there enough firm footing in the House of Representatives to stop this from happening?" And his answer was, "I'm hopeful." And you know what? He's an honest he's an honest guy. He could have said, "Absolutely, we're definitely going to do it, Pags." What has to happen is you have to get with cinema mansion whoever you think you can pick off in the in the senate and then send it to Biden and make him make him veto it he says i will veto it make him do that make him do it so the question i have for you is do you think that there is enough backbone in the house of representatives to continue the pressure and the leverage that they have that we gave them to force the Senate to do something positive for the American people, 74% of whom think the country is on the wrong track. And then do we have enough leverage to to push it onto Biden's desk and make him do something and make him go ahead and veto it, then explain to the American people why things are so bad under his guidance, under his policies, and why he's not willing to change it, knowing that he's, that he's taking the wrong turn. You can compare this to Bill Clinton who in the day was just as, I'm not going to use the word progressive, because I think progressive, even though the caller used it earlier, that's not the proper word. You can be a progressive conservative because you want progress in a country. The way that they're using progress right now is a misnomer. So the far liberal radical left that's out there, Bill Clinton was one of them. And then he realized he didn't have the House nor the Senate, and he was going to have a presidency that would not have any legacy whatsoever, unless or until he worked with Newt Gingrich. And we had a budget surplus then, a budget surplus under Bill Clinton. We had job creation under Bill Clinton because his hand was forced by the House and by the Senate. And that worked out very well. So you have to get the bills to the Senate. You have to force Joe Biden's hand. And his legacy will be a legacy of doom, gloom, and, and uh, malaise unless he makes some changes. And you can actually force those changes. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Do you think the Republicans have that backbone? Do you think they have that footing and that leverage? And will they use it? I'm not as hopeful as Andy Biggs. And here's why. We just saw the Senate where 18 or 19 so-called Republicans voted to allow for Nancy Pelosi's budget to go through in the omnibus, which gave Nancy Pelosi the right for nine months after she was kicked out of office to still set the budget. Come on, man. So I'm not as hopeful. 888-941-7247, pags Let me go to uh, Solomon, who's in New Mexico. Solomon, what's going on? Hi. Hey, what's up, Mr.
2: Pags? Uh, you know what? I- I was gonna say one thing but just speaking of what you just said about backbone in the in the in the uh with the with the Republicans. Yeah. You know, until everybody's like, like, like uh uh Marjorie Taylor Green and like me, then the answer is no. So these these people just they are they're feeble and they're weak. But um you had to call it. they just called in, he called himself a progressive and you know, you you just made a mention about uh how he's using the word. Yeah. Whatever you want to call yourself, progressive or liberal or you know definitely democrat you know he said well you know if you stop using these abrasive words with us maybe we'll uh listen a little bit more you know the country's under attack these people are aiding and abetting the enemy and they're just morons it is what it is i'm black uh i would also like to throw that in i don't like democrats they're morons it is what it is if you're a moron you're a moron
0: yeah but solomon how dare you no 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 you're black you have to vote democrat
2: yeah, yeah, these people are killing are, are everything. That's, <laughs> that's, what, that's,
0: what, that's what they'll tell you. They will tell you that to your face, that, oh, sure. that, that you're, that you're a, a name, you're an Uncle Tom, you're an Oreo, whatever, if you don't vote the way they tell you to, <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> people tell me it blows me away that a black person can speak so conservatively. This will be middle-aged white women, uh, 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 Democrats, liberals, right. and right. they'll say things like it blows me away that a black person can speak so conservatively. And I hear, uh, I I can't believe a black person would support Donald Trump, things like that. So these, these people, no matter what color you are, you know, if you're a Democrat, you are highly racist. These people are are very hung up on race. These people are very racist and they're just morons. They're monkeys. They can't use their own brains. Uh, most of them went to college and, you know, I have these conversations everywhere in a lot of places, you know, on, on my little day to day activities. Wherever I go, everybody knows that I don't like Democrats. Everybody knows. And, uh, you know, whether I'm in the grocery store, wherever I'm at, I have these conversations. And people come around the corner, and uh, they'll say, oh, you know what? We like the shirt that you're wearing. Oh, you know what? We like what you're saying. We like the conversation you're having. And these will be people from Asia. These will be people from Chile. Uh, These people like Donald Trump. And these people realize that if America goes down, the bad people of the world will have it all. So you know, there's people around the world that like Donald Trump, that right. know that he won, and they're looking to us to do the right thing. You know, they're 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 relying on us. So you know, the, you know, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, everybody needs to be on that page. Yeah, everybody needs to be like that until we have, uh, you know, real soldiers in there that are gonna, you know, be about it. About it. Then we're we're just going to continue to lose. So it's all wrong. Everything is wrong. You know, you have to. Donald Trump showed us the corruption goes all the way to the core. People need to come to terms with where the country is at. We are under attack. This is war. And uh, people need to act accordingly.
0: Solomon, I hear you, and I appreciate you being strong in your conservatism. And, and thank God you realize, and you probably realized it a long time ago, how racist the left is in this country. And they'll continue to be because they think that that wins elections, and unfortunately, it has so far. Solomon, thanks. Call back again out of New Mexico. Open line at uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here.
2: This is The Joe Pags Show.
0: Glad to have you Tuesday edition of the Joe Pag Show. Lots going on, lots to get to, lots to talk about. Next hour, a state representative, great state of Texas, District 10, Representative Brian Harrison. We talk about the fact that he has brought up a bill, it's called the Title 42 bill, here in Texas. And it's about enacting Title 42 on a state level because Joe Biden keeps trying to stop it or, or get away from it on a federal level. And basically it would mean that you, if you want to come here, you've got to go to an official port of entry Prove that you're not ill. If you come across at an unofficial port of entry, in other words, you come here illegally, you'll be turned away and deported immediately. Boom. And a couple of things can happen with this. Biden and the administration will sue Texas, which is probably going to happen. Or Biden is going to drop the emergency over COVID, and then Title 42 would no longer be necessary, but that would change everything for everybody, like military members who already don't have the mandate anymore, but those who were fired or pushed out, or the medical people who were fired or pushed out. Suddenly, that would be over. So it's a very smart move by him. Uh, make sure you stick around for that interview coming up next hour. I'm going to the phone lines. I appreciate you making it happen. Mike, what's going on in Minnesota?
2: Yeah, Joe. Well, uh, you know, it's the great state of Minnesota, it is it is what it is. And uh I don't have a whole lot of faith either. I do think that there's some good uh conservatives that definitely are going to uh you know, stick up for uh what's right. But as we've seen with Kevin McCarthy just trying to get rid of Ilhan Omar, which I'm all for, he already have at least three Republicans looking like they're against it and I Find that hard to believe. I really do. I've never seen anybody more anti-American in my life than this woman, anti-Semitic as well, and uh, bigotry. I mean, she calls everybody else a bigot, but she refuses to look at herself in the mirror. Right. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't have a whole lot of faith in uh, Republicans, especially in the Senate after the bill that they just passed.
0: Uh, Mike, I couldn't agree more. Um, and, and I got to tell you, I saw our friend Matt Gates, who I hope to have on the program soon on Newsmax or something, talking about how he's not so sure how he's going to vote on Ilan Omar being on these committees or not. Like, really? She's an anti-Semite. And when she was questioned about it on CBS News, she pretended she didn't know the language she was using was bad, that the Jews have hypnotized the world. She didn't know that was bad? Um, so very, very, all about the Benjamins. She didn't know that was bad? So I'm a little surprised by that. I don't know how Matt is going to vote. Hopefully he'll vote against her being on committees. But his point was a valid point, although I disagree with him. His point was, I don't want to punish somebody for the, for her opinion, for what she says. Um, I would rather punish them for what they do, like Schiff and, and uh, Swalwell not being on the Intelligence Committee anymore. That makes sense because of what they said and what they did. But he's saying, well, that was her opinion. She has the right in this country to say whatever she wants. My point is she doesn't have the right to be on the committee. So I think that he might be hedging his bets because he doesn't want his opinion to, to work against him uh, when it comes to being on committees as well, which makes sense. Again, I understand where he's coming from, but I don't understand why, when you've got the opportunity to remove somebody who clearly hates this country and clearly hates one religion of people. Um, If you can get her off the committee, why not do it? Kind of where I am on this. We go back at it. Also in uh, Minnesota, it's Minneapolis and Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey,
3: how's it going? Living a dream. So here's what, drives me crazy i feel like everybody forgets that both mitch mcconnell and kevin mccarthy right after january 6th said trump was completely responsible for it then a week later they walked it back pretended they didn't say it i feel like people should be saying that every day about those guys i can't believe that they're the two leaders of the congress of the republicans and Everybody just acts like it didn't happen.
0: Well, let me throw this at you, because Mitch McConnell, I'm not a fan of. He's a rhino, should not be the leader in the Senate. But Donald Trump congratulated Kevin McCarthy. Donald Trump, after this whole fight for the speakership, actually came down to McCarthy's side. So do we want to go against Trump because of how McCarthy acted after uh, January 6th? I mean, I don't know.
3: I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to act strategically. I think, I think Donald Trump will be friendly with somebody that he knows is not his friend if there's something that he thinks is to be gained from that, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know that if you act, ask him and he answered, honestly, he would say, Oh, I like Kevin. He's a good guy.
0: Well, I don't, know? I, no, no, I don't think he would. I, I, think don't, I don't think like, he would personally, but I think professionally, he knows the guy's the speaker and should Trump win in 2024, he's going to want to have a good relationship with him.
3: Yeah. I mean, the guy's just weak though. Like he, he just, I mean, his spine is jelly. He just bent over backwards for anybody who wanted anything. He made any promise. I mean, every yeah. everybody on both sides of the aisles knows he just has nothing. He stands for. You know what I mean? I like, don't. I don't disagree. Matt, I got to like, run.
0: Oh. Yeah, you hear me? I got to run. But I, I don't disagree with you, except that he made promises to get the speaker's job, and he's held up to them so far. We'll keep we'll keep his feet to the fire. Trust me as we go forward. Eight 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 nine four one Pags JoePags.com. dot Keep it here.
2: This is The Joe Peg Show.